Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and thank you so much for spending your Friday night, probably into Saturday morning with us if you're on East Coast time. This is your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show for Can You Believe It? It's October 21st. We are fully into spooky season. Holy cow. And we are joined back by Alex Cardoza. Alex, how are you? I am so excited to be back and ready to complain about all the things that I find corny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you found anything corny, you can get in your super chats. You can get in your humper chats at humperchats.com. We like those a little better because we get to keep a little bit more of the money. You can also join us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash not backslash, just regular slash Fightful Gaming. And you can show us your biddies. Get those in if you would. We're so excited that you're spending the evening with us. The best way to support us, the free way to support us is to just leave a thumbs up on this video uh and we will get going let us know what you want to start with smackdown or rampage because i felt like they were both kind of even this week uh let us know in the chat and while we're doing that alex tell us about um how your move went uh interesting i decided to pick up everything on a friday morning um and get ready to go but uh you you know the pod people we're not ready. So I had to wait till freaking Saturday morning. So it's all good. Um, I, it was a nice, easy ride, man. It's the best on a Saturday morning. You just get up on the road and take off. Beautiful, lovely. How is it that uh, Justin Roberts, North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so, there you go. Trying to get him to do that as a drop for me for the show. So, oh, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Orion Ben saying, that spooky season and Kate went as Waldo as her persona. I should. I was wow. looking for my my blue light glasses so that I could complete the ensemble, but uh, no dice, no dice. Um, all right. Looks like you guys want to start with Rampage. So darn it, that's what we'll do. And I'm kind of excited because Alex, 
Willow is all elite, and I'm I so know. excited about it. She finally got the graphic. Her merch has been up on uh, AEW or shopaew.com for a little bit. So I figured it was coming. I thought they would have done this on Battle of the Belts after her match with Jade. I thought it would have been like, well, she lost to Jade, but at least she got her graphic. Uh, but uh, they did it tonight. A very exciting moment. So we will go ahead and get started. Thank you so much for your support. Carl R. sending in a chat saying it's Friday night. Hashtag scissor us, Mama Kate. You know what's crazy? I thought about you. Yeah, hold on. Let me scissor you, baby. Thank oh, you. Yeah. There it is. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought about you immediately when oh. Willow's All Elite uh, photo went up. And I was surprised. I literally jumped off my couch. I was like, whoa, wait a second. Um, you know, it was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I know that you've been pushing hard for it. I know you've been making calls to Tony Khan for about a week and Constantly. a half now. And uh, he texted me about it. So yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. I think if Tony Khan had my number, he would be like, is this the girl that's constantly complaining about the women's division? I would block <laughs> me. I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> Thank you to Taylor Cannon, who became a Fightful member. We appreciate you guys. By the way, I know for some people that the way to send in Super Chats has changed. I've mentioned it a couple times on streams, but if you have a medallion and not a dollar sign, there's a switch in the interface layout. So that leads to a drop-down menu, and you can send in your Super Chats that way. So a quick mm. note on the YouTube interface changing. But we've got Rerun chiming in via Humper Chat, saying that it was awesome seeing the acclaimed and Hook return to Daily's place as stars. Willow got her graphic, really made my Friday night. I was so excited about that. Before we dive in, um, what did you think of Rampage overall tonight? But it was okay. It wasn't, you know, I like, can I be honest though? I do really enjoy, I feel like the energy in the room is a lot higher when it's alive. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So, and I know they're doing a sequence of a bunch of live Friday nights, which is great. So tonight's felt a little bit more special just because you had the like, you know, the live crowd there and everything wasn't like uh, super produced. So yeah. yeah, I think live crowd and Daly's place, like that was such a home base for them during the pandemic. Uh, I, I think there was no way that wasn't going to feel a little special. I also think it's kind of funny, like, not to dunk on Battle of the Belts or anything, but I was like, we get as many, <laughs> we get as many title defenses on a regular rampage as we do Battle of the Belts on just like a regular basis, which we'll get into tonight. But Tom LaValle also excited that Willow finally gets the graphic and we get Calyx Mark II. Everybody All wins. Right. Uh, and please tell me Nyla is going to be an outright face now, too. I hope so, man. Nyla has the most incredible, infectious personality. She's absolutely hilarious. I hope this is, like, turning into a face turn. I think she would probably have to ditch Vicky to do that, to become, like, a full face, which I'm okay with. I feel like Nyla has so much personality and promos are a strength of her. So if she wants to get rid of Vicky and turn face, I don't think that would be... A problem. We got James Smith chiming in saying tag titles taking second place to scissoring makes them feel less <laughs> prestigious to me. That's a fair argument. I actually did like the build to this, but let's dive in since you set up a perfect segue with your super chats and humper chats. Um, the acclaimed defeating Tony Nice and Josh Woods are the varsity athletes as they are trademarked now. And what I honestly thought was a little bit of a sloppier 
opener than we normally see from this caliber of athlete in the ring. Even just a few things like Josh Woods, who I love and I think stands out because he lays his stuff in so hard. Uh, oh, we're past the five minute mark. I can swear a little bit. He lays the shit in. <laughs> he, uh, like, because he lays it in so hard, sometimes that can get like a little clumsy looking, but still a perfectly serviceable match. It wasn't unwatchable by any means. I just feel like I'm so spoiled when I see caliber of talent like Tony Nese and Josh Woods and Bowens, especially in the same ring. Like I, I have pretty high expectations, but ultimately this ends with um, a sunset flip into the ring with Bowens rolling through and kicking Nice. He takes out Woods and hits the arrival. Caster coming in with the mic drop, which is always fun. Um, yeah, I, I think this was fine. I just had a little bit higher of expectation because there's so many high caliber workers, but I'll review the post-match and then get your thoughts as well, because they do what I'm assuming was your favorite moment of the night, maybe the year. Uh, they The kicking of the nuts. The kicking of the nuts. I can't believe I don't have a Bluetooth read tonight. What a shame. Or Manscaped. You could be talking about how to trim them up, but I... Uh, I actually think that the build to this was kind of fun. I think Smart Mark copywriting things to take away what the fans love about various groups is a really fun and easy build of like, you don't get to scissor, you don't get to <laughs> say scissor me daddy ass. And then I don't need to see Billy Gunn on my television in 2022, but if he's going to be on it, I would prefer this over like a 12 minute match with Swerve or whatever that was Agreed. on Dynamite. So this was this was perfect. After the match, we have Smart Mark unwilling to relent the trademark. Billy Gunn taking him out. And then, of course, the acclaimed stopping him in the balls, which I'm assuming was a cathartic experience for Alex. What did you think of the match? And then what did you think of this post-match beatdown? When I saw that, no blue chew was needed. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, it was incredible. You know what? There's many things that Mr. Smart Mark Sterling can do right in the ring. He's an incredible per performer, right? He, he knows how to do his thing. But the best thing that came out of that was getting his ass whooped. Uh, first of all, his it was atrocious just to see him try to... What was that on Twitter that he did? That rap. You know how upset I was at that? <laughs> it was His so attempt good. to try... To even be relevant in this in this uh, industry with that rap, no. There's Sorry, a couple Kate, of old rapping white guys on the show between Matt God. Marty and Smart Mark this week that I thought was a really really fun thing and a, a good use of social media. He's he's just that kind of manager. Like he's gonna do stupid stuff to get under your skin. He's gonna block you in this way. He's not gonna be like as expansive as probably a Paul Heyman or a Stokely Hathaway, but like, this is, this is perfectly suitable because he should get under your skin. Like he does get under your skin and you should have this very fun payoff when he's getting his balls stomped in. Mama Kate, I'm looking right at you right now. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with smart Mark getting his balls squished on a Friday night. All right. That's the 10 o'clock mark. We're going to have to probably clip that for definitely for fightful scraps. <laughs> At some point, if anybody wants to send me that as a gift, please do. 
Fightful Scraps is a really fun channel that you guys should uh should subscribe to as well. But Do it this up. was a, a perfectly suitable opener, I thought. I understand the idea that the titles kind of feel secondary, but this was, we should mention, the titles were on the line. It was title versus trademark. I do feel like when there's a foregone conclusion in play that, uh, you know, it, it does always take the fun out of it a little bit, but with FTR waiting in the wings for their contendership, we're going to get sort of our glory versus FTR, which is going to be an amazing lead up for their yeah. next feud. But this was never going to feel like a super serious out of, out of the gate feud, I think for, for your tag champs, but I understand the complaint. Like, the titles are on the line. They leaned way more into the trademark side of this, right? Um, James Smith saying that the tag match was fun, but the it was mid-card. The titles didn't need to be involved. But we've seen that in the past, too. The Gun Club, that was like their whole job, was being opening feuds to lose to new tag champs. That's right. I felt was like a super, super common thing. So, uh, But I, I, I certainly understand the complaint. I feel like for... A rampage build, this was fine. If this was on a pay-per-view, that'd probably be a little bit more of a complaint of mine. But I hear what you're saying. I can I can respect that point of view, my fellow wrestling fans. But we move along to a Jade Cargill interview, which I thought was nice. She uh, basically had said that she's back here to save Rampage once again. Going into this, we saw that she had said that she was going to just hold out the entire hour if they didn't uh yield her back her title we saw nyla obviously running away with it but right here she basically is telling us that we're not going to get penelope she is sending um i want to say layla hirsch but it's not layla gray to fill in because penelope is injured if she's for real injured that stinks i feel like she was doing the yeah. best of work of her career that we've seen best consistent work i would say of her career in this time. So I hope that's maybe a worked angle or that the injury is not that serious. Fingers crossed about that. Um, but Layla Gray is here. Jade is sending one of her baddies to to save the day. Any thoughts on this? No, nah, but it is it is what it is. It was nice to see. Um, I'll tell you what, they're letting the girls shine. Uh should yeah. I say the women shine and uh giving them the mic, they're being free. We we spoke about that Nyla Rose uh situation before and uh you you can get vicky as a as a face as well there to be funny like she is funny she's charismatic and i think that it could work as a, a with them as a duo um in that role so i'm hoping that they're letting the women flourish and do them because i like it me too i've been obviously complaining about it for a really long time um with i think good reason I love the changes we've seen kind of since Soraya came in as what I feel like is supposed to be a conduit. Mm -hmm. I know her opening promo wasn't like the smoothest thing in the world, but I was hopeful. I was optimistic that it was for good reason that things were to come and that changes were being made. And I think we're seeing that a little bit now. Tom LaValle saying, not going to lie, we really, really missed Penelope there. I did for two reasons. One, there's an obvious story that's playing out, right? We have the mm -hmm. good girls and the bad girls like kind of teamed up on different sides and Penelope is a part of the, she's a bad, bad girl. We know this. She's been telling us since she signed. So uh, that that is kind of a bummer. Um, but 
I, you know, you do the the best you can. I just hope if it's in a real injury, it isn't it isn't serious. So, um, <laughs> we got Jason Mayer chiming in saying, "Acclaim doing the BCC stops to Sterling Knots wrestling." Oh, I'm sorry, that's our own Luis saying <laughs> that wrestling is the effing best. Yes, it is. Jason Mayer said, "Forget the belts; it's scissoring on the line." Damn it, that's a very fair point. We shouldn't underestimate the stakes of scissoring being on the line, but. This was, I, I think, you know, a perfectly good appetizer for what was to to come later from Jade. Perfectly acceptable. Um, it's and 2022, we... and the most exciting thing so far for me in wrestling is scissoring. That's, I would never in a million years <laughs> would have thought that I openly and freely am walking around, you know, among other civilians wanting to get scissored. I mean... Alex, I'm not kidding. At Grand Slam, there were people that were like low key just scissoring strangers. Oh, I was cracking up. Like it was so funny. My friend on the way in, there was a guy that was just like, "Oh God, <laughs> it's so incredible!" Good. And it also just goes to show one thing that I feel like overall AEW is pretty good at is leaning into organic things like that, right? Like they were hesitant. They did not want to print scissor me daddy ass shirts. Understandable. TV probably didn't want that, but they leaned into it and like, look what it's become. It's become its one. own, own yeah. fun, fun little side storyline almost. And look what it's done for Billy Gunn, man. The ass voice, his son, Stanhausen, just getting him over by calling him the ass voice and now scissoring. Is making Billy scissoring Gunn incredibly is all relevant elite. in 2022. I need, on, I need that on the headline. <laughs> scissoring is all elite. That's right. But we move along to the Death Triangle versus, um, not versus, but having kind of a a face to face here with Eddie uh, and Ortiz. Ortiz saying that Eddie is losing it, and the Lucha Brothers saying that he's the superstar and they don't want to see him lose his job again. And Pat comes in to say. He should pay attention to them. They're champions. I love so much about what this is. I think this is so great. Eddie Kingston, Mark, everybody that watches this on a consistent basis knows this about me. But don't forget, like during pandemic era wrestling, we had Eddie Kingston as he was kind of coming in saying Penta was his best friend, right? He was friends with these guys. This was important to him. And a lot of that Pac was injured. Pac was out of the country during the pandemic. He wasn't mm -hmm. there kind of while these connections were forming. And I like them playing into the fact that like Eddie Kingston hasn't had a title before. Um, and Eddie Kingston has had a temper problem <laughs> before, right? We've heard it in other companies. We've seen it in a brief suspension here in AEW, but I love Eddie Kingston makes everything feel so real anyway, that them taking pieces of his story to make it feel very real. And Pac doing it with the the borderline confidence, arrogance piece of it is really great. And I felt like that went a long way to making the trios titles feel important because he's using them as mm -hmm. like championship fodder in this, which we haven't seen yet because the story around them has been so muddied. I thought this was very short, but very effective. What did you think? Same. I thought they didn't sometimes you, less is more and just having pop come into the screen away from everything and kind of like giving him the the lowdown on what he should be doing said a lot it said a lot and again eddie kingston partner you know he 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 gives you a stare and you feel the the difference and the energy in the room shift 
and I think that he has that. He has that. He has that it factor about that. You know. Yeah, he rules. He's the best. I love Eddie King so much. <laughs> he rules. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we will move along to uh, and a nice acknowledgement of Brian Mongo Muster, a former AEW video engineer who passed away. Um, very unfortunate news. He was a young dude. Um, I, I, I think that like we've seen a couple of really surprising passings in the wrestling community. Of course we saw this with Kevin Nash and his wife, their kid mm. passed away. Um, so just a terrible thing to have happen. I'm glad that they acknowledged it. Um, but they, did so i think i think beautifully there's only so much that you can kind of say other than that you just hope the best for everybody who's affected by it and um it sounded like he was an incredibly well-respected member of the AEW family and it's yeah. just hard you know it's such a a light shown upon like how many different things it takes to run a wrestling show right <laughs> like we get to sit and watch this product called wrestling and then you think back to everything with video, audio, creative, um, coordinating hotels, coordinating track, like all of these things, right. That make up what a TV wrestling promotion is. And it sounded like he was a significant part of that. So, um, a, a nice acknowledgement and well-placed in the show. I think, Agreed. um, we've got Ryan Bolding chiming in saying, oh, we'll save that for SmackDown. Sorry, Ryan. We'll get to your chat in a minute. <laughs> We'll get to your chat in a minute, but we will move along to our dear Hook, who mm. murders Arya Davari. Rest in peace, Arya Davari. Uh, I really liked this. I loved um, Hook almost being mad that this match lasted more than eight seconds to only last two and a half minutes. I thought was really good. This opens with Arya Davari giving him one last chance to sell that FTW belt. I always pop for managers trying to make money. Always will make me happy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Hook before the belly even rings says, nah, buddy. Uh, slaps the money in the ring and we're off. Um, ultimately, this, of course, ends with him locking in the red drum after a super kick that will pretend connected because it didn't. Uh, <laughs> but this was, I thought, fun. And I really, really liked... Um, Hook just like being annoyed that this match that that any offense was gotten in on him yeah. made me I loved I loved the storytelling of like hey normally this is a 12 second paycheck and today it's two minutes is something that I thought came across really nicely in this. Uh what did you think about this? Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I kind of feel like he gives you again that legitimate uh fighter uh yes. style um you know if you're an if you're an athlete if you've played any type of sport you know that anytime a team scores on you or does any type of offensive move on you you get upset by it because you feel like you're always on top of your game and better so he gives you that he gives you that fire and that intensity that um taz used to give you in the ring he kind of like took a little bit of that which is cool so yeah i i mean I feel bad for Davari, but whatever, man. Everyone's jobbing out to him for now. And hopefully, you know, next year 
he starts really going after some, you know, big titles or something, you know, anything like um obviously I know that they can't just strap anything on him and 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 go. So build him up. I agree. This is kind of why I get frustrated when and I like Warjo. Like I think that's a fun thing. But part of what you have to do if you're on a two-man power trip is also have those single storylines going yeah. for the people involved. And I feel like holding the TNT title hostage is just not beneficial because I think I, I personally feel like my ideal situation for the TNT title is it's mostly an open challenge title. It's something that probably changes hands a little bit faster and more often than your world championship. And it's, we haven't seen it really get used as a way up the card yet. Like mm -hmm. we haven't seen, you know, Sammy held it for a bunch. He never moved on to the world title picture. Cody couldn't. Um, Miro didn't, which is a shame because he should. Um, Darby didn't really go into the world title picture. So doesn't like necessarily elevate you into the world title picture. It doesn't feel like in my ideal world it should. But the amount of people, and this is partly on me. I'm like, oh, that person should be a TNT title. Like my list of people that should be a TNT title holder is way too long. And I understand that. But I do feel like it being wrapped up in a storyline that it's not even really being defended is not very good. Um, and this is one of those situations where I'm like, I want Hook to have it in a year from now, but I also want Starks to hold it before that. Like, so I, I don't want to get too backlogged because whilst my line is around the corner, I don't think theirs is that long, but I think there's quite a lot of people. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Chances. And you know, the hard part is, is us sitting here and being able to arm, uh, what is it? armchair quarterback all the bookings and and trying to put things into perspective when it comes to like who should go after a certain title and who shouldn't you know that's kind of yeah. hard for you know easy for us i mean probably hard for them in the back end trying to keep storylines together and figuring out what's the next move but um i'm hoping here within the next for the next year they start figuring that out i mean they're only three years old and we're treating aew as if they've been around just as long as WWE for the last 50 years. Understand that it took 50 years for WWE to kind of get good again, basically, because not 50, maybe 20 because of the Attitude <laughs> Era. But yeah, you know, so like we got to cut slack for both companies. But right now, AEW is only three years old. But we expect the world out of them just because they talk a big game, number one. But at the same time, they've delivered on a big game. They've lot, delivered. Though. Right. So we expect a little bit more. So I'm hoping that these stories, just like you mentioned, kind of start trickling down. We've got Tom LaValle circling back saying someday Eddie will be champion and I will happy cry. I will happy explode, brother. I will. <laughs> I better see We're... tears, oh videos of you crying I'll all be... over the Internet. Yes. If it's on a time where I have a book show, you guys are going to be able to understand a word I My say. space everywhere. He's, I mean, now assuming that that Punk is not, I mean, he's injured anyway, but like him not being active, I would say Eddie Kingston's probably my favorite active wrestler. So yeah, I love that. I also love it when you guys get in your super chats and your humper chats. Talk about what you want to talk about on these shows. We're about halfway through Rampage. Also want to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. Always so much coming out of there, including Sour Graps, which is going to be on after this behind the paywall with Alex Pulaski. He'll dig into SmackDown in a more sour and detailed lens than we will fly through here on this show. You're also getting all the scoops. You're going to find out what's going on with CM Punk. You found out about a steal. 
you find out um, what's going on with SmackDown before SmackDown even happens because Sean is psychic, not really. But <laughs> you guys find out producer plans. There's always great stuff coming out of Fightful Select. Sean's always working his butts off for you. You also great get great Q&A shows with Sean. You get the list and the boy goes on. Tons of stuff happening on Fightful Select. But after this, or maybe even during this a little bit, Alex Pulaski <laughs> will be alive there. I usually jump on at least for a little bit after as well. So please subscribe to Fightful Select. It's only $5 a month. It's the best way that you can support us. And we appreciate any way that you support us, including leaving a thumbs up on this. But we will move along to a weird but fun little segment. Uh, there's a firm interview with Matt Hardy after Matt Hardy's contract has been purchased as was private parties by the firm as they lost them to Ethan Page. Matt Hardy wants to know where private party is and Stokely says that he sent him away to Stokely's school of wrestling. I'm going to assume that might look a little something like ring of honor. I think might be where we <laughs> see private party next, assuming that that is coming down the line. Uh, but I, uh, then Matt Hardy does a rap <laughs> and Stokely Hathaway gives a fantastic death stare and walks away at the exact pace and with the correct intensity that I would say that it deserves. But this all came to light on social media a little bit, which was silly. A short but effective segment. Again, I think um, private party being in Stokely school probably means ROH is doing something, whether it's going to be YouTube shows, whether they struck a streaming deal, there's just way too many ROH storylines happening on AEW television for them not to be making some sort of effort. Any thoughts on this? No, I, I thought uh, Hathaway's face during the entire thing was amazing. When when they went live uh, with him backstage, his face just staring at the camera. I honestly stared back at him, and I forgot that everyone else was in the in the picture in the frame while they were doing this interview he's so um, funny man he is he's great scene stealer <laughs> he is great he, he exactly what you said he is a scene stealer um you know what they're doing with matt hardy is great because kind of keeps him in the picture um i feel soon that he will probably do more of a uh uh what's his face sting role hopefully um as he's you know to kind of like a manage a tag team he's a legendary tag team you know, uh, wrestler himself. So hopefully they, they start using him like that. Yeah. Great find. We'll see. You know, I think the intention is Jeff Hardy's still on the AW roster. I yeah. never want to speculate about anything to do with recovery. Nobody here at Fightful does. Um, but he's also kind of, if that is the intention to eventually get there, he's as an individual is in a little yeah. bit of a holding pattern, I think, which is okay. So, um, but yeah, Stokely just cracks me up in this. He's he is like Sami Zayn, where I feel like whoever's on camera with him is just trying really hard not to to laugh. hundred percent in the process. But we move along to Layla Gray and Willow, and oh my god, Willow is all elite, and I'm so excited. So is Kylie chiming in via Humper Chat saying hello, Kate. Hello, Alex Oscuro. Oscuro. I'm sorry. I'm so white. Oh, it's oscuro. <laughs> oscuro, senora. Que te pasa? See, it sounds so pretty when you say it. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? 
read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Uh, you know. <laughs> but Kylie's saying Rampage was a fun show and also Willow is all elite. Please don't F this up, Tony Gunn. I think we're in a in a healthy spot for the women's division. I think the most healthy that the women's division has been. I think there's still a ways to go, but I feel yeah. like all of the simple changes that we've been rooting for are being made. I feel like we're getting more stories. We're getting stories that don't include the title, which I think is really good. This match was fine. I do think it would have been a little more compelling with Penelope Ford, and that's not a shot at Layla Gray at all. That's just where the story is. Like, there's the good girl side and the bad girl side that we have going on, and I think Penelope has been great, and she, like, just got back from injury, so she has this newly returned momentum, and the most consistent work that I've seen her do has been a recent, so just kind of a bummer that she wasn't in this, but... Um, still perfectly serviceable, some awkward moments, but Willow eventually winning with a roundhouse kick and the doctor bomb, which looks so great. Um, there was a spot where she like threw Layla Gray to the mat and then hit her for a really great spine buster for a two count that I thought was great. Other than this, there's just like a few exchanges where I feel like their chemistry might've been a little bit off, but this could have been a last minute change for we all we know. Layla Gray hasn't been at this all that long, but I, I, Matt, perfectly great. 
the big news willow is all elite i'm so excited for her i've been super, rooting for her super for exciting years she's such an infectious personality in the best way possible um i think i've told this story on on air before so sorry if you've heard it already but i had tweeted somebody had tweeted something about how she's just always like so smiley and that her whole character is that she smiles and i had said if ricky starks his whole character is that he's cool why can't willows be that she's happy all the time like that she's just a happy fun loving person and she said mine is that i'm cool too it's just my definition of cool and i was like that's the best response possible i love that so i i think she's absolutely magnetic i think she's an incredible combination of of power and agility and she can do things that maybe some women in the division aren't able to do for one reason or or the other like some of it is just her physicality and some mm -hmm. of it is her experience so i'm i think she just adds an entirely different flavor to the division and what's nice is with someone as strong as her because she's so magnetic it's not like oh automatically she's in the heel role she's the heavyweight she's the bruiser she's someone's heavy like no she's a baby face man she's over as hell everybody wants to cheer for her she's super happy all the time so I love that she's such a, a unique combination of, of things. What did you think of this match? And are you as excited about Willow as me? Yeah, you got me. You got me to that point, man. You you got me to the promised land with loving Willow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some would say. But yeah, it, it's just it's exciting because when I first saw her on, I thought they were bringing her on to just job, you know, and just kind of just do the do every once in a while on television. but the excitement that you had and smartening me up to who she was um has made me extremely happy and her it looks like her attitude is very infectious and from what i see and from what i hear from reading uh different things about her she could eventually lead the division one day you know um she could you know whether backstage or you know holding the title and representing the company one way, shape or another. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'll take all the credit in the world about it. I'm very excited. You should. I Thank think you. that I'm going to tweet you. her until she answers me <laughs> every day that you have called for her coming It was this entire time. She actually, there was a time she sent me a very nice DM that I appreciate about really? um, my support for her and, and just women's wrestling in, in general. Um, but I think Keep for women's produce producing, let's go. No, please. No. Uh, <laughs> but I do think, you know, other than there being some organic support from people like me or whoever has been rooting for her online, she's just so over with live crowds. I think that's a big part of it. Like it just yeah. did not take long for her to connect with the crowds. Like she's getting these monster pops everywhere she goes. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's made a lot of people who weren't familiar with her be like, who is this person? Because she's great. And also like everyone's so excited to, to see her on screen. So um, I, I love that. I love when it's like a word of mouth, like, wait, who is she kind of thing? Cause everyone's so pumped that she's here is awesome. I would be shocked if she wasn't your inaugural ROH women's TV champion. I know Mercedes has the title and is injured right now, but Do it. Um, I, I think I, I would be stunned because it almost felt like it was heading that way before ROH shut down. So 
So good stuff. But very encouraging signs. Very encouraging signs in the women's division. It makes me happy because as critical as I am, I'd much rather be excited about women's wrestling. It's why I'm so cranky about it. I'm very passionate about it. So you know what, Kate? We have a company that's three years old and they've been, you know, they've had a couple of hard stops with the with the women and the roster and, and getting them started, stopping, starting, stopping. You've just mentioned it. They're getting somewhere with it. They're yeah. a very young company and they can try things that other companies are not. They can try things and push things that other companies are kind of like not getting anywhere, you know, like it doesn't have to be WWE. I'm saying in general, women in wrestling in general, they can really start doing something fun here. Um, yeah, and I they've had think... enough firepower too behind them to, to, you know, with Soraya and all, all that stuff. Yeah. I think you don't invest in someone like Soraya without yeah, l- like literal dollars. I mean, invest, I don't mean like, you don't put your creative in it. I mean like literal money that it probably cost to land her without being serious about making some changes. All very encouraging. This is one of them. I'm very happy about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which rules. So we move along um, to this segment, which is technically between two heels, but damn it. If Nyla Rose is not a face in my heart, I don't know who is, but Jade is <laughs> in the ring threatening to take the show hostage uh, if they don't give her what she wants, which is her title back, which is fair because it's her title. Um, She says that she's a classy woman and not a bum-ass thief, so she's giving Nyla (laughs) 10 seconds to bring out the title. And Nyla uh, is in Jade's car with Vicky, appears on the Titantron, and says she she missed being around Daly's place. She missed Jacksonville so much that they can't come out to relinquish the title because they're going to drive around in Jade's car. Um, Just such a, a, she's so much fun. Nyla's so much fun. I got to do it. Two questions though. Um, What is with wrestling parking lots and just allowing for so much, so much crime? Like the valet's just handing over the keys. What are we doing? Even, even the regulated ones, even the regulated parking lots are now just willingly giving into auto (laughs) theft. We've been seeing it for years, Cade. We've seen people get hit by cars since the early nineties. Oh like I know, it but just, like just a thing. between NXT and then if you remember what happened with Sue's van in the AEW parking lot when they were in Jacksonville, I don't know what's going on. These oh my god! Yeah, lots. but my only complaint, and it's a nitpick, and it's what we're here to do is pick nits. Um, mm. it just felt like. For the past week, Jade has been like, I'm taking over the show. I'm not leaving the ring. And then she immediately had to leave the ring. Uh, because security came by. She had to beat their ass. She had to beat security's ass. And because the valet just handed over the keys to Jade's card to, to Nyla and Vicky, uh, who were obviously up to something nefarious. I'm like, oh, well, she said she was going to take over the whole show in the ring and then immediately had to get up. And Can I tell so- you that those punches by Jade looked so damn good? She, they did. Is, they really she has grown in wrestling terms so much. She's great. She people got to be careful if they don't. Let me just tell you something. WWE is is great at a lot of things that they do, and Jade would fit in that system really well, as you know, because she's a badass. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I I would be stunned if they didn't make some serious offers to her and to Wardlow at the end of. Their contracts, um, 
because they just fit in, I think, so well to mm-hmm. to that ecosystem. And we won't even go into the MJF stuff because we already know what that's going to look like in 2024. But uh, a fun segment nonetheless. <laughs> Nyla's such a blast, man. She's she's the best. She's she, she's the best. That's just the that's perfect it. way to say it. If you're as long Twitter, as they let her be her, she's the best. That's it. That's it. And I think you know, I felt like Vicky. I was so excited when Vicky came in and then she was kind of doing the excuse me stuff. And I was like, Oh, it's kind of recycled. You know, I was hoping she was going to do something new and it felt more like she was holding Nyla back than helping push her forward because Nyla has so much personality and it wasn't showing through. So I'm glad now that it's like a little bit of a buddy cop situation. (laughs) It feels like with the two of them. (laughs) So that is a blast. And speaking of things that are a blast, my God, uh, the setup for this triple threat. You scared me there. Why? Because you had mentioned there was no Bluetooth commercial. And the way you, you set that up, <laughs> I was like, I I looked around. I'm like, the rundown doesn't say anything about Bluetooth. I got you on a faux segue. But you we know. aren't talking about doing it. We're not talking about a blast like that. But you know what? If you did... Want to have some fun between the sheets? Why not make them the best sheets possible, Alex? Huh? Why not make them sheets that'll give you the most comfortable night's sleep? Hygienic, wonderful temperature-wise. Gosh, if only Sean Rossap was here right now to tell us all about it, then we could... Don't wake up hot and sweaty and sticky. That's even if you are getting sleep. MiracleBrand.com slash Fightful has the answer for you. Self-cooling bed sheets to stay comfortable all night long. Avoid bacteria that your bed sheets are harboring. They give you allergies, acne, stuffy noses, all that stuff. These things are self-cleaning. They prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth. They stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. They got self-cooling properties. They're comfort. They're high quality. They're better for your skin. And when you go to Miracle.com slash Fightful and try it today, we got a special deal for you. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout. Save 40% and get three free towels. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. They're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you aren't satisfied, you'll get a full refund. You're not going to want that. Miracle.com slash Fightful. Use the code Fightful at checkout to claim your free three-piece towel set and save 40%. Miracle.com slash Fightful. Great segue, by the way. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but like taking what you thought was going to be a segue into something else and and bringing in an entirely different sponsor. I mean, holy crap. You get the people going. I'm great at this. (laughs) Speaking of being great at things, uh, a lot of people had hesitations about what an Orange Cassidy title reign was going to look like, even though it's like third on the tier of titles. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. We already had a match set up between Roosh and Preston Vance and then Orange Cassidy in a promo before this says, um, hey, I won this in Canada. Oh, God. And I want to fight you guys for it. Oh, good. <laughs> in the, in oh, the good. most nonchalant way. And then tonight we have him 
doing Mark Henry's job in what I think is maybe the most fun setup going into one of these that we've seen just absolutely cracked me up with Orange Cassidy holding the microphone, standing like basically right in front of Mark Henry. Did you see his mic flag? I did. <laughs> Oh my god, they just think of everything. Is the little details. So funny. And then to have Preston Vance and Roosh like actually kind of talking their shit was such a fun thing, but Orange Cassidy doing the it's time for the main event. I just was cracking up. Him coming out with the backpack is the best. Uh him coming out to Jane also rules, but this match I thought was a whole lot of fun. I don't think you can go wrong with the people that are in this match. Roosh is just going to always be a train wreck in the most incredible way possible. Orange Cassidy is fantastic, but ultimately this ends with what I thought was a pretty fun spot. Roosh turns around um, and tries to rip off the mask. He turns, I'm sorry, he turns the mask around and leaps up onto President Vance's head, turning around into an orange punch. Orange Cassidy goes for the beach break. Vance rolls through and Orange Cassidy sits down for the three. There are so many mask spots that are tired. And this one is not. I thought this was really, really well done. And it kind of keeps the story that was there with Andrade going, even though Andrade is not in the picture anymore. Other than that, I mean, this this whole match was just... They gave it, I think, like a, a solid 15 minutes at the end here. Mm-hmm. As they should, I think, with the triple threat. But I I thought this was an absolute, absolute blast. I think Orange Cassidy and Roosh especially just like... Chemistry made in heaven. Preston Vance is is great. He's always looked good. Um, younger, still growing, but nice to see these Dark Order guys getting some screen time that they they much deserve. We saw Stu Grayson back last week. I hope that's a permanent a thing. Permanent thing, yeah. Fingers crossed because he's incredible. But the triple match that the triple match, the triple threat match that we saw in front of us tonight, I thought ruled and a really fun way to to go home from a rampage especially if you're there live right like now we're not having these overloaded nights rampage is a separate uh taping so to end on this note of this awesome triple threat is so good and as hilarious as orange cassidy is and he is he's also a fantastic in-ring worker and i think since he's come back I mean, since that Will Ospreay match, he's been doing some of the best work that we've seen here. And we don't get a lot of triple threats in AEW, and we shouldn't because they're stupid, in my opinion. I don't like triple threats. I think if you're a title holder and you enter a triple threat, you're kind of dumb. Uh, But I do think (laughs) Orange Cassidy just throwing his belt down, saying he wanted to have this match because he felt like it is great. And he kind of gets to show a different side of himself in, in a match like this. Like he's he's such a, a fantastic worker and it's agented differently because it's not like Orange Cassidy doing antics to get under someone's skin and then he turns the gas on and then he either wins or doesn't. Like with a triple threat, by the nature of a triple threat, you're going to have to put a match together differently. So mm-hmm. everything about this worked for me. I thought this was super, super fun. What did you think of this match? And what do you think of Orange Cassidy holding his first title here in AEW? I I think, you know, three years in the making, I think it's pretty awesome that, you know, even though it used to mention like the third one down the list, I think it's, it's, it's cool. Like that's, it fits him. He's going to be in a lot of different type of match types, you know, that he's going to get himself into in his own way. They don't have to set it up or overproduce it. Obviously, by him just putting the title on the damn bar and hey, 
you know? I'll fight I both won of this. you. Yeah, I won <laughs> this. I'll I fight both this? of you. In uh, Canada. For some reason, the like the pregnant pause and then him saying in Canada yeah. just had me like in tears. It's yeah, so it was funny. good. Uh offering drinks was was even funnier. Nobody's drinking them. Um, so yeah, so the match was really good. I, I like like you mentioned, the mass spot was good. Like Roosh wanted to beat the hell out of Vance and make that mass like the way he was trying to turn it on its side as opposed to like tying it to something or trying to rip it off his head. Uh, you know, let me turn it to the side and beat the crap out of him. That's something that you would do in real life anyway. If you're in a real fight, you would try to blind your freaking opponent and beat the crap out of him, right? Such so, a simple, smart spot. That's it. That's all he had to do. And he's very precise with his with his moves as well. Like he was really good, charismatic in the ring and out. The rope spot, it looked believable. It didn't look like he just kind of like dangled the rope around his neck, around Van's neck, and kind of pulled on it. He everything was just um the ending to me wasn't as clean as i would have wanted it because vance was kind of fussing around too much with his mask um yeah you know been <laughs> shoot having issues like with we, mask you, it was- you take pictures on instagram without your mask every day bro you know so like that was my only thing when this feud started and it was career versus mask i was like good he doesn't need to wear a mask like we he's He's not yeah. luchador. It's not a family identity protection thing. So I, I was know like, this is perfect. So hopefully <sighs> it's, it's out of the way sooner rather than later. But Henry Casey chiming in, fantastic person and follow on Twitter. Go follow him. Uh, saying I know Orange Cassidy loves Fast Five, but after seeing the horror that is Black Adam, I hope he understands that Fast and Furious is better without Twitter. Oh my God! I've heard very mixed reviews mm-hmm. on that. I've heard. Only negative reviews about Halloween ends other than the soundtrack is good. That's it. It's mm. the only thing that I've heard. Um, but I really thought this was a, a fun way to close out uh, AEW Rampage. What did you Send think? the people happy. Send the people home happy. That's it. That's, That's it. it. So we will flip over into SmackDown before we do that. A couple of super chats from you guys. Thank you for your support. Bones in the home, Elizabeth saying, thank God it's Friday. Go team Kalex 2. Well, we appreciate you chiming in there. And Koi Stalling saying, broken Matt, maybe, in relation to mm. Matt Hardy. That's an interesting possibility. Um, yeah, they could. I feel like it's hard to go back to that without Jeff there. I mean, they did it when they started. You know, they kind of maybe should because he showed up as broken Matt and there was no crowd because it was the pandemic. So it never really got like the playfulness that it deserves, but we'll see. He's someone that I feel like it's underestimated how much he's evolved as much as Jericho throughout the years. Like I think people forget like how many chapters and how creatively stretched he has been as, as a wrestler because tag stuff, single stuff, um, extremely character heavy stuff the hardy boys proper right like he's done so many things so um just a great wrestling mind to have there i think with roh getting off the ground if that is where private party goes a wise call to have kicking around roh for a little bit but fantastic person to have on board go listen to uh john alba's podcast with matt hardy the extreme life of matt hardy it's a it's a really really valuable and special I think of wrestling podcasting. I think you bring back uh, Jeff later on after, you know, hopefully everything goes well with him. 
bring him back as one of one of the, his dark characters as well. Maybe throw some barcodes up or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, not more QR codes. Barcodes. Now I want barcodes now. Barcodes, QR codes. You know what? I don't want any of it, Alex. I, I was bored that. after the first week. You yelled at me. I don't because well, it was one week. You were like, this is dragging on. I'm like, it's been nine days, <laughs> let's bro. Let's, Give let's it wait a until we get to the Bray Wyatt section here. If you have complaints about this, I don't know what to tell you. But I do know I don't need to find QR codes. I don't need to find barcodes. I, I wish they were untraceable. I wish every time my internet went to pull them up, they were like, I don't even know your location for this QR code. <laughs> I wish you were using the best VPN in the game, getting the most savings that you can. NordVPN was like, oh my gosh, not only are we going to invest in you, but we're going to give you an even better deal than we initially started with, the details of which are in this description. But Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about just like the crazy savings that you can get with NordVPN. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, unlock geo-block content. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want that AEW+. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. And you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well, just in case you don't like it for any reason. It works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. Yeah, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. So you're probably going to go to NordVPN and save a whole bunch of money. And you're going to be like, what should I do with all this extra money? Should I play the lottery? Should I put it in my savings account? Should I invest in crypto? What do I do with all this newfound money from my NordVPN savings? Well, friends, you go over to Fightful Select. That's what you do. You go over to Fightful Select, you subscribe, you get Alex Pulowski and oftentimes me doing podcasts every Monday, every Friday, and Halloween Havoc tomorrow. We're yeah. not behind the paywall. Team Kalex, though. We'll be doing the, on this channel, on the main channel, right here. We're going to be doing your Halloween Havoc review live there. But normally with pay-per-views, it's me and Alex behind the paywall doing your paywall pay-per-view post shows. You can hang out with us. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Use that money. Heck. For less than an OnlyFans subscription, you can get yourself into Fightful Select. That's all I got to say. He would know because he's I, got I an OnlyFans account. <laughs> I'm putting out the his, link in my. I'm putting like, the link in my Instagram tonight. Ten percent off this week for my shoulders. shoulders <laughs> Heck, we're gonna switch over into SmackDown. Get your super chats and your humper chats in. Thank you so much for joining us on your Friday into Saturday. But SmackDown, I thought it was pretty fun. I. I'll be honest, I didn't watch Raw in real time this week because I was doing other stuff and I had a work <laughs> event. So I didn't watch a ton of Raw, but I did have a complaint of it sounded like there was one women's segment in three hours that I was like, oh no, 
weird. Can I just get both major television promotions putting women on TV for a reasonable amount of time? That got corrected tonight in a major way, which made me very, very happy. Um, but to start the show, we did get uh, Sheamus and Solo Sokoa, which I thought was a really fun match. I think that Luis might have the order wrong of who won. Otherwise, I'm an idiot. But uh, this, this was a really <laughs> fun opener. Um, Luis, if you can fact check back so I don't read the wrong ending, that would be great. Uh, but I thought this match was really, really good for Solo Sokoa. I think Sheamus is a great dance partner, not only because he's such a veteran, but someone... I don't have a lot of Solo Sokoa complaints at all. I think he's a great wrestler. But yeah. his pacing can sometimes get a little bit caught up and his mobility is not the greatest in the world. It doesn't really have to be. But he's a really impressive wrestler. And I think when he has a dance partner like Sheamus, uh, it's all of his strengths are highlighted and all of his weaknesses are kind of minimized. Sheamus wipes out Sammy with a double clothesline here. We knew we were going to be getting some bloodline interference. Uh, and on his way back to the ring, Sammy kind of grabs him. And uh, Solo hits the the knee lift into the spinning Solo, which, again, is just a Yoranagi to win, as far as I know. Right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. You okay? No, no, no. So Luis had, like, Seamus defeat no, I know. I see it. Yeah. Uh, Solo, and I was like, <laughs> that's not what I thought I saw or wrote. So I was like, Maybe let me just make sure. You weren't paying attention because well, you were on my OnlyFans again. <laughs> Damn it, you caught me. She keeps on DMing me on there. I don't you know would not catch me because I would be used ignored VPN and I, I would like be that. untraceable. But I thought this match was a whole lot of fun. After in the post-match, we see Sheamus getting pilmanized in a major way. Got destroyed, uh, man. Yeah, he got destroyed. He got his butt kicked. Uh, until Sammy kind of halts the attack. I thought this was really good, except for... There was one kind of like botched hip attack spot, which I think was more a fault of the cameraman that like right before the break. But other than that, I thought that uh, the chemistry between these two was fantastic. You said before the show, and I agree, we are getting a little bit rematch centric again. But I thought overall from what we saw tonight, this was a pretty good opener. What did you think? Yeah, I, I feel like... Um... You know, Seamus has been in the center of a lot of things again. He's kind of like, you know, um, making himself, making the rounds. Um, and as the veteran that he is, getting into the ring with someone like Solo only makes Solo even that much more interesting. Uh, also, the fact that his demeanor, if you look at Solo, his demeanor, the way he he portrays his character in ring, really mirrors um, Umaga a little bit. Very like stone face. When he gets angry, he lets out that big scream. He destroys a, his opponents in the ring. Kind of almost a similar style of of fighting, uh, with the belly belly and the you know the um, hip attack in the corner. Mm -hmm. Like you can see that if you were to just slap some black paint on his face and a tattoo on his on his stomach, <laughs> you you would have never known the difference. But yeah, I I feel like he has that anger and that really cool like vibe of like stone face killer in him i like that and he's young too man it's crazy that he's you know yeah as far ahead and 
to I think he's excelled a lot and to do so in the most important storyline in the program I think is he's really surrounded by a lot of great people yes he's been raised very well he was always a bright spot in the mess that was NXT 2.0 he was just very organically over and to your point I love that he came up and he's the enforcer because he yeah. is different than the Usos. He's different than Roman, but his like quieter confidence falls a little bit more in line with that. Obviously different from Sammy, who's the honorary Us. But I I love it. I, I think it's been a really, really refreshing with the bloodline. And I thought this was a really strong opener tonight. So Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Same. I will take it. And I love when we start with wrestling. It makes me really happy. There was some Bray Wyatt spookiness that got sprinkled through this episode, including a segment here. We did get a quick recap of Ray and Gunther. It's going to be our classic David and Goliath story happening with, uh, you know, with a a stable involved. So we see that come into play later tonight. But we're going to talk through all the Ray stuff, the Ray stuff, the Bray stuff right now. Um, And... I think it's been woven into the episode really well because he kind of had like his promo. We saw the QR code. We saw the Uncle Howdy video. And I think like none of it took up a ton of time and it was just kind of like seamlessly integrated, which again, we've seen so much improvement in the pacing of the show that this just like feeling organic and not shoved in was something that I think was really nice. But essentially, Bray speaks. He apologizes for not being able to finish last week. And he confesses that he has problems. He always has. They're not hard to see. Um, And he has anger issues, essentially. And it takes him to places he doesn't want to go and places that he shouldn't come back from. But the people brought him back, which I thought was really nice because... It's like a relatable thing. He sounds like a human being, which is really, really great. And we've all been to dark places. We've all had moments of anger that we didn't know if we were going to like kind of come back from or recover from, or maybe it severed relationships with people that you regret or whatever. Like there's stuff that you can identify with in this version of Bray Wyatt that I don't think has been there, which makes the spooky stuff feel... Like it's coming from a more organic place instead of just being like, wow, spectacle. This doesn't work in the world for me. This is the most intriguing version of Bray Wyatt that we've gotten. Uh, He does say, however, that along this journey back, he's going to do horrible, horrible things and he'll never feel bad about him. Then we get the QR code again. Okay. I'm over the QR code gimmick, but of all the QR code gimmicky stuff, this has been my favorite because... What we see is his results at a psychiatrist's office that basically diagnosed him as a sociopath in, I think it was May 23rd, 1987. So you have decades and decades of him having built up the story to where he's at as a sociopath. He 
was diagnosed by a doctor as someone who's never going to feel real remorse in his life. Someone who doesn't socialize easily. I just really like this. Like, it feels like it's grounded in, in this world instead of having to pull us into his world, which also has to then translate to a wrestling world is such a big cycle. This cuts out so much of that. Like, I feel like this is going to translate so, so much easier. And then later we have uncle Howdy reminding us not to lie to the ones that we love. So of everything, again, I'm not like spooky gal, uh, but this feels like it's coming from a place that at least has some piece of, human connectivity, some emotional connectivity, something that makes sense in this. And I love that. Like that makes buying into the rest of it so much easier when it feels like that's an expression of a real thing versus I'm watching a horror movie that Vince McMahon and the creative team don't know how it ends. (laughs) So this to me is the most compelling version of Bray Wyatt that we've gotten. I liked this integration. I don't think he's someone that has to wrestle a bunch. I don't think he's someone that even has to show be on the show all the time. I think you want to capitalize on the momentum you have. But I, I think of all the iterations of Bray Wyatt, this has been the most my taste. And it's also been the most fundamentally sound one. And I would say inarguably that's true since the Wyatt family. Because while The Fiend was so impressive from a production and spectacle standpoint... Him being near the title picture was never a good idea. They didn't have an idea of where it was going. Wyatt family felt more rooted. This feels awesome. And I have no idea still if the Wyatt six is a stable. I don't know if it's his six personalities. I don't know if it means nothing. And we're going to end up with six QR codes. I love this. I think this is the cleanest iteration and the most in control of a Bray Wyatt character that it feels like they have the most control over this than they ever have before. What did you think of all the Bray stuff that we saw tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I, I enjoy the fact that they're piecing together, um, his his new story of who he is, uh, and what the way that they're gonna cover it, and and I understand that you know it's it's more of a of a mystery, right? Uh, a, a horror mystery. They're trying to figure out who he is again and, and what he's doing. I'm I I want I'm gonna give it some time. Um, I'm very critical of a lot of this stuff because of what we've seen before with the fiend, you know. Uh, so I I wanna I wanna give it time. I'm not gonna be an asshole, basically, like <laughs> you know, because you know I I say the truth. I I you know I work in the film industry, so I I read an 110 page script, and you know storylines are being told certain ways. So I understand that WWE is doing it a certain way with him as opposed to just throwing it all out there. But I want to know who this Bray Wyatt is, you know, because we've seen now 14 different versions of Bray and, you know, the last one just kind of got, just got him released, you know? So I guess that wasn't good enough. And you, you got to remember he was the number one selling merch. He was the number one, this, da, 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 and he still got let go. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of who, who's behind the power, he still got let go. So for me is who is this Bray Wyatt character that's coming to us now? And I understand that the story is being told. So I'm going to be patient with it. But I'm also we also live in a time where there really isn't much patience with people. So I wonder how much longer this will last before someone says this is taking too long. You get what I'm saying? So I think some people are 
already there, but I think yeah. most people are a little ridiculous. I I'm would ridiculous. say, yeah. Oh, and so am I, just in different different ways. Uh, I think that uh, this, I don't think, is something that has any implications on anything happening in Saudi Arabia. I would be stunned if. Oh God, I hope not. No, yeah, it, it just can't. It wouldn't make sense for it to. But I think by, you know, by Survivor Series, we should be like in, in full swing about like Wyatt Six is his different personalities or it is right. a stable or whatever. Like, I think the clarity will come. But for now, I'm I'm patient with these little tidbits we're getting because I think the handwriting keeps being on the wall a little bit. Like, okay, so now we know that he's had psychiatric problems since he was a kid and that they're in line with being a sociopath. So like, okay, so what next week? Like I'll, I'll take it. I'll take and it. And is, is it canon? Is the fiend canon to his new storyline? Is it something that he just, right? Like he was this godly beast before. Like how does that play into who he is now? Or is that just forgotten and no one's ever going to talk about it again? You know? And I also know who Bray Wyatt is outside of the ring. How does this translate to Bray Wyatt in the ring? And we saw those problems with The Fiend. So I want to know how these storylines and this new Bray Wyatt character is going. Even in, And if it is a stable, how, you know, what are these six, seven, 12 people are going to do? You know, like, how do they put this in? But yeah, we'll, we'll wait. I'll wait. You know, there's, I, I said to, uh, to Dawn, uh, Mama Smiley, I said to her, I'm going to give it about nine months. I think nine months of of stories and Maybe. seeing what he does in the ring you know yeah it's so i want to see this i want to see what this <laughs> new bray white baby is basically yeah you're 100 percent correct and i i do think they brought in somebody just for long-term storytelling that is a close friend of his yes i don't yes, think he did. comes back i don't think he bothers to come back if he doesn't isn't able to say look this is my vision this is how i want to execute it and there's some you know i'm sure there's there's a million stakeholders involved. An artist is never going to have a hundred percent free reign Correct. about what right. happens. But I, I can't imagine he came in here and was like, yeah, I want to come back with no end game, but this cool idea, like that's just no, not yeah. the way. And this is all going to lead to him and Logan Paul at next year's, uh, moving Crown on. Jewel. We... <laughs> <laughs> you guys mark this. Cause watch. Oh, gross. Don't you dare. Don't you dare, but we will move along to this bloodline backstage segment which was quick but effective again i almost prefer that we didn't get it but i think everything still worked tonight with it there's just a moment at the end where if it hadn't been telegraphed i think it would have been a way cooler ending but the bloodline is backstage and they say that logan paul is there roman reigns is not but that roman reigns specifically said don't let him know that you're under our skin basically like don't go out during his promo. Don't really acknowledge him. Don't give him the weight that he's trying to get. Don't let him into your head. And Jay Uso kind of says, I'm a hothead though. We'll see. And I was like, okay, well now we know. And we probably could have guessed at the end that Jay was going to come out during Logan Paul's promo and try and beat his ass. Uh, but I just wish they didn't do this because then it would have at least caught me off guard a little bit. Whereas in this point, I get that it's there to, like explicitly point out that Jay is um like not in line with what Roman's saying mm -hmm. and that Sammy is the the housekeeper but like I don't think they had to spoon feed it to us that much any thoughts on on this segment did you have a preference whether it was there or not I agree with you it's just um you know 
it could have been shorter, but I understand they were trying to make time on TV and kind of like break things down over and over again. But yeah, it is what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we move on to Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville. It ends in a double countout, but not one that I hated because it made sense. I'm intrigued by this. Um, Liv, from the onset, you can tell she's got like the sinister smile. She's acting different. Um, There's spots in this match where she's reckless and just looking to do maximum damage. And I like that we're actually getting a story told out of Liv Morgan here that isn't, oh, I sneak wins. Like, no, make her feel like a real competitor. I wish they were doing this during her championship reign. It would have made a lot more sense. But at one point we see Liv head up for a flying nothing and she lands on a knee from Sonya for a two count. That was really nasty. But at the end of this match, this thing starts to devolve. And I think Sonya is a good opponent for this story, if this is where it's headed. Liv starts asking for pain. She starts asking for kicks. She starts asking to be hit. Um, and eventually, Liv follows Sonya after some kind of like weak attempts, because Sonya's a little caught off guard, uh, follows her and starts battering her around the, the barricades. And so, of course, that ends in a double countout. And we see Liv put Sonya on the top rope, and then follow her up and hit a superplex onto a pile of chairs. And as Sonia is writhing in pain, Liv is laughing. Yeah, she sold that. She really did. She, she really sold it like did. she just like got thrown out of an airplane from 10,000 feet. She did. I Sonia is so great. And I feel like should be in the Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler feud. She's a really good person to get what they're trying to do with Liv over, I think, because she has the facial expressions and the in-ring storytelling, and I thought she ex- was very good with that tonight. Like, caught off guard. When Liv was asking her to hit her, she was kind of like, all right. Like, they were weaker because she was thrown off by what the hell was going on. She did a really good job with it. Um, kind of feels Harley Quinnish, and as long as this doesn't go the super spooky route, I think Liv Morgan being this person that if you're going to beat her, you got to kill her. Alex Pulaski has been talking about this ad nauseum on Sour Grab. Subscribe to Fightful Select because he was calling this weeks ago. If Liv is going in this direction of say die, like this could be really good for her. I just wish it had happened while she was champion. But if she's almost like this, not avant-garde video package, spooky face paint Darby Allen character, but this person who was just an absolute train wreck almost a la Shotzi Blackheart but with this like twisted love for inflicting pain more where I think Shotzi's just like a cannonball um this could be a really good development for her because of her size it's I think a really good way to tell a story of like I just can't keep this damn girl down what I don't want it to become is like she's kooky she's crazy like we see a lot of that already Mm. but like this girl who fell in love with inflicting pain could be really really fun and i feel like whether i like that or not is kind of inconsequential it made wrestling sense tonight the story got told in the ring this dq even made sense which is refreshing because a lot of the dqs we see just oh someone came in with a chair and so now the match is over like what are we doing this all made sense tonight and i think could be a really beneficial thing for Liv. i just kind of wish it happened during her title reign because 
her title reign was basically I'm kind of a weak champion in, in my opinion. So what do you think of the development with Liv and what did you think of the match tonight? I I, I posted the question on uh, on Twitter asking who is Liv Morgan, right? Um, is she the dominatrix Liv Morgan? Is she the Harley Quinn Liv Morgan? Is she the new pain maker Liv Morgan, <laughs> right? I need to know who she is. Um, I read somewhere on, on, on the chat here that said, this is this is the the true Liv Morgan, but but nobody knew who the true Liv Morgan was because she's been playing all these different characters or this different these different like versions of her. So what is the true version of of Liv Morgan? Is this what we're gonna get for the foreseeable future? Um, someone who's kind of lost it because she's been seen as weak and you know blah blah blah. So she'll show you how weak I am now. Give me the pain, you know, like cool. That's that's great. How long is this going to last before she gets paired up with someone as a tag team and she goes back to bubbly Liv Morgan? Like, I, I they need some consistency with her, yeah. you know, um, for me to believe and get behind this character, whoever, whomever she's turning out to be next. Um, you know, we've seen this also with like Alexa Bliss. So, like, I need to know where are we going with this so that I can be like, oh my God, you know, like uh, OG Alex said that this is where she's going that's great i want to see this continue then you know like there he oh, is gee, alex you say oh, oh gee, alex. when you speak of the <laughs> genie he appears look at that <laughs> i rubbed his lamp um hurry up and finish talking about smackdown <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing my best you showing I'm, up here never l- has listen, sped no, anything along in the history it, of the world it's true i'm just telling everybody who's bored with the two of you to come over to Lightful Select because wow get off my screen wow. if you're talking that trash I'll speed I'll speed it up OG Alex I'm sorry I just kind of wow. got in my feelings no, no nothing happened during Smackdown I would I would honestly just skip this review <laughs> nothing did happen you're right <laughs> nothing happened who cares <laughs> oh you know what, what happened is they sweetened the crowd noise we from- talk a lot about performance here at Fightful and you know if you want that performance you won Athletic Greens one. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, Our strength and conditioning coach said, you should probably move on to something more digestible. Recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Love the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens One, it effectively replaces all those products, pills with one healthy drink. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us. Come on to my show. You talk that crap. You get your nuts kicked in. That's right. You take the smart mark spot because you can't come on to my show. Tell me to hurry things up as if Alex has ever sped anything up in his life. Alex and I usually go like two, three hours for shows. 
And he's like, oh, I know Damn. how we'll hasten things along. Let me appear on the show. You know what? I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. So you do that, you get the music. I played the music. And that music was Sean Ross Sapp with Athletic Greens to tell you all about this wonderful, fantastic product that you can buy with the code Fightful. Well, I guess we'll move it along to make Pulowski happen. Happy happen. Happen too. <laughs> Got me all in a tizzy Cluster. now. I do think this is the first version of Live to close the loop on this that feels like it has come out of an evolution of something. Like, I think she was in those matches with Rhonda and Shayna, and she was put in pain to her limits. And so now she's this girl that kind of fell in love with it. Like, it does actually feel like it's rooted in something at least. So mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully that sticks around. But... We have a super chat that came in from Orion Ben six 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 saying confirmed Liv is Joker and Harley's love child. A lot of Harley freaking Quinn's comparisons out there today. Um, so yeah, I think the no contest made sense, right? If this is supposed to be maximum pain, neither, neither of them being able to get in the ring after that chair spot makes mm -hmm. a whole lot of sense. But we move along to Larry Aloysius Knight, uh, or as uh, Luis has called him Lambertino Alejandro <laughs> Knight, which I appreciate. And I'm so sorry for how wet I am, but I pronounce things. Uh, this side video was fine. I'm just kind of bummed he's going to be working heel. I want to root for him. I like was so excited that we're finally getting LA Knight. And then he gives us basically a you people promo. And I'm like, come on, man. I want to cheer for But this he's guy. so good as a heel. He's a yeah. naturally born heel. He is, I liked that this hype package used a lot of his NXT footage, so that was cool. But I feel like when he said, I'm not Max Dupree, I'm I'm LA Knight, a lot of people were cheering for him. And last he was in NXT, he was working face. So I was kind of hoping he was going to be working mm -hmm. face. And again, like, I had people saying in the chat that I could root for heels. I know that I can, but where I want to see him is chewing up that mid-card picture and they're not going to book heel versus heel. And you got, uh, who do you have? You have Seth Rollins, who is a heel. And you have Gunther, who's a heel. So I would rather him be a face for, for taking on those people. But I'm very excited. Are you excited for LA Knight? Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for him. Uh, I've been watching him forever. And uh, he reminds me a lot of, a lot of uh, Mr. Kennedy. Um, sure. So I'm happy. I'm I'm super happy to finally see him where he's comfortable. You want to see someone if he's a performer like that. You want to see him where he's comfortable, not challenge him to be Maxine Dupree or whatever the hell they were calling him before that. You know, <laughs> like I already forgot. So he you was know. Max Dupree. Yeah, that one. The so, leggy blonde is Maxine Dupree. <laughs> you know, they should also. You know, hopefully next is the other two. You know, they got great bodies, incredible talent. You know, I hope that they're able to take them away from that. Great bodies on your OnlyFans. You can mm -hmm. see. Just Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you follow me on Instagram, soon enough you will get the link. The I'm excited. Link. I'm also excited he's going to be wrestling. Like him being a manager is great because he's such a strong uh, promo and, and great on the mic and everything. But like, he's also a great wrestler. I was the LA Knight wrestle. I think he wants to wrestle. So me I'm too. pumped for this. And we also get a little Viking Raiders. Uh, mm. Vikings are also spooky situation, but they're joining Bray. That's I'm my prediction. 
<laughs> They're going to have a QR code next week. No. I'm excited for Sarah Logan to come back. And I think her being with the Viking Raiders makes sense. But I'm get I'm getting oversaturated on Spooky Alex. It's a little much. You got Cross. You got Joe Gacy. The Pain Maker, Liv Morgan. You got all kinds of spooky <laughs> stuff happening. Not spooky. It's Braun Strowman and oh, Omos face to face. Look here. I am not overly excited for this okay but we have a face-to-face where braun Strowman says that omas is going to look into the eyes of a real monster and mvp gives what i think is a very effective promo saying that omas is like the first guy that's been around that can actually expose braun and that like the build of this has been that braun is definitely a monster and he acknowledges that but is he the monster among all monsters of all monsters so I kind of like that because it gives Braun the credit, right, of being this enormous dude who can kick people's butts. We saw him murder two jobbers last week, but this is like a clash of two enormous dudes. The visual of Omos and Braun Strowman in the ring together was super impressive. I don't care about this match. I think doing this as a one-off in Saudi Arabia is perfectly fine for a crowd that doesn't get anything like this. This is perfectly fine to have big dude, big dude. Like it's it's dudes. not my cup of tea, but I think it's going to be over huge in Saudi Arabia. And like, if you're just doing this as a one-off, that's, that's perfectly fine. Any thoughts on this? No, he's so one dimensional. I'm sorry. I've been saying that since they brought him back. <laughs> he's still in the same damn box that they left him at when they fired him a year and a half ago. Unfortunately, um, it's just, I don't know, like if and I wanted to just say this, if you're in on Fightful Select, you know, uh, SRS works very hard in in putting the match cards down for you, you know, Um, and we don't share that after we read it because it's behind a paywall and we don't want to ruin it for anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that they put there. But if you look at the match cards, they're the same. He hasn't really done anything. So this Omos thing could have been settled a long time ago. I don't know. I feel like there's so much more for Braun to do. And I feel bad. So I don't know. I guess you're right. This is for the whole Saudi Arabia card. And I know they need to fill spots. A lot of people are not comfortable going over there. A lot of people are not even allowed to be there, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, Um, I'm okay with it. Whatever. Just get over with and do something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, Braun was such a victim of a start and stop under the last regime. And then when he was hot and like actually connecting with crowds, they had Roman win. Right. So I think that they'll figure out where to put him. I don't know if he's ever going to be like in the world title picture again, but again, I I do think he's one dimensional, but I think the dimension that he checks is some people's favorite thing about wrestling. So God bless him. But this goes back to, there's a lot more pieces on the chessboard. Now, how do you arrange them? I think that's a, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, there is. And I it's gonna take a minute to to settle that. And I, I think that's okay. I think we'll get there. It just needs to be done by Royal Rumble. Like I want this. the train Braun Strowman to come back. I want the, Again. the I'm gonna yeah. we're gonna go back to muting you if you can Was that how he came out? Rawr. No, he was just like bra like it was yeah, just rawr. the most generic 
<laughs> monster sound in the world. And then choo choo. Oh god, bring it back, please. It's better than that. I'll say for Alex Pulowski, not to extend the show any longer, but he can't he can't wear the red pants. It's so weird. Oh, the red pants. The red, the red pants are so weird. I can't unsee them now. They didn't really used to bother me, but then Pulowski pointed them out, and I, now I can't unsee them. But we then move along um, to <laughs> Seamus, we find out, has been taken to a hospital because he was so pilmanized. And Drew says that, you know, he can't just after he got pepper sprayed to end a match, which don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, he has to essentially get his revenge, which is a perfectly reasonable thing. And they're going to do it in a steel cage in Saudi Arabia. My guess is the frequently scantily clad Scarlet might not be there for such an occasion. Yeah. Uh, but a steel cage blow off, fine. I hope that they actually produce something that isn't what it was last time. Like it was just the strap match was just like a couple strap spots and then and then pepper spray to the face. So I hope these guys get to actually wrestle a little bit more. But any thoughts? No, not really. I'm just I, I this is another match. I'm like I've lost I lost myself with it. It's just a lot of things rehappening again. A lot. Yeah. We're back. Nothing to... has changed in the last two pay-per-views. Kind of, um, yeah. And like when you hear things of there's going to be certain events disappearing off the 2023 calendar, like I, I'm encouraged by that because I think they know like it's just doing a premium live event every month is just not enough to let stories burn. So but if I you think... see one thing about AEW that they probably could look at, you know, is the fact that they're doing the four pay-per-views. And it's been working for them, you know. It's 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 refreshing every time a pay per view comes around, you know. It'd be good yeah, for WWE just... to kind of drop one or two and just kind of just like refresh stories and and whatnot. They, you know, they're still doing live events. I think do your big four and a couple other ones, yeah, and not have them be forty seven hours like AEWs. Yeah. <laughs> we move along to what I thought was a really strong match, and I was very excited to see more women's segments on the show and one that we desperately needed in a women's tag title match of damage control or damage control for the Simpsons and sour Graps fans out there <laughs> defeating Raquel and Shotzi in what I think was Shotzi's best match in a long time. Yeah. Um, I, it was really, really good to see. And also just to see the tag titles getting defended and your tag champions winning and not looking like chumps against Bianca Belair, which I think is really good. Uh, Shotzi tags into this match for an assisted back suplex that is followed, um, but Dakota Kai is able to flip out of a Tahana bomb to break up the pin. Raquel and Dakota Kai fight to the floor. Bailey eats a nasty shot from Shotzi, to be honest, but it opened... The door for Io to hit the air raid crash, which is so great. And then to follow it up with her moonsault, which is just one of the best moonsaults in wrestling, man or woman. Uh, and the champs retained. And I thought this was really good. I thought Shotzi really needed this more than anyone. I think Raquel looked like a person for the first time in a long time. <laughs> like facial expression wise, there was a story for her to tell. She didn't just like smile her way through it. She had, there was some meat on the bone for her to dig into. So much of her time on the main roster has just been like 
thrown together matches or even her tag run with Leo was so weird and disjointed. Yeah. This is the first thing that she's had, I think, that has felt cohesive and it, it really, really showed. Very nice to see the titles getting defended. Very nice to see the tag champs looking strong. Dakota Kai is awesome. She sells so well. Io's ridiculous. Bailey's interference was perfect here. It made sense. Uh, I, I thought one of the stronger things that we've seen on TV in the tag title picture in a very, very long time. What did you think of this? Yeah, I thought uh, the match was was very good as well. It, it's good to kind of see um, Raquel kind of just like uh, get away from, from what she was doing before. Uh, very robotic like you know did you notice she has muscles on her back by the way i don't know if you knew that i heard um, that yeah yeah I heard yeah, that. yeah. just can... a hot rumor hot rumor uh <laughs> yeah it was weird it was like a she was like a miss america pageant contestant and i was like in yeah. nxt she was like throwing women around like crazy i know, like, I know. yeah what are we doing this is so she should have so the good. jade treatment that's what i believe that's what she. Okay. That's how she should be treated because she's a big, strong woman. I want to see her like throw chicks into like the third row, basically. But they yeah. were building her really strong, and then the regime change happened, and things got throw weird. me to the third row. Well, damn! Mm. Again, subscribe to that OnlyFans. But... Step on me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like the IWC out there, but uh, we have Ronda Rousey backstage giving the most generic you people approval of all time but there was <laughs> there was a line in here two things that i was excited about she did say that she's gotten nothing but hate from trying to chase fans approval which i thought was good yes because the whole face thing felt so inauthentic but it's pretty well known that she wanted to try and work face uh which i thought was good um so to say that i thought was really strong and then i think her working heel is just going to be a better thing. And this felt like a very heel thing. She's not going to do an open challenge in this city. That's for sure. Uh, and even though she's not one of the favorites and the fans turned on her, they're stuck with her. I thought that was actually a really good next step for Ronda Rousey. I just am so tired of you people promos. We got one earlier in this episode from LA Knight blaming the people. So, but. Ronda working heel is a really, really good thing. And her at least making it make sense was a good thing. Her delivery, I don't think is ever going to like fully probably be there for me, but this at least makes sense. What did you think of this Ronda Rousey promo? I don't, she, I, she's always so boring to me. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, why do they even let her talk? It's unfortunate. Like find a, find a, a strong female to be her mouthpiece. She doesn't need Paul Heyman. She can have a strong female be the lead in for her you know uh kind of like AEW does with a lot of like the older veteran talent they bring them in and they're just kind of there for them they should do the same thing for her you know like she should just come in beat the crap out of people not say a word change her change her theme music by the way because it doesn't fit her whether she's a face or a heel okay that that's her just, music though that was her music just, and i know but it just doesn't work i in pro wrestling your music your entrance is everything and it's like it shows who you are. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, I can't. I, she doesn't come off as a true beast coming out with the and then I'm mad because I'm a heel. But my song is saying everyone get up and dance with me. You know, like there's a couple little things that are missing with her. 
and on, it's unfortunate because she's been with WWE for for a while now, and they haven't fixed those things. Um, but I, I hope that I don't know. You think this is her last run? I don't know. It probably depends on how much she's enjoying it because she does still get really big reactions, and she does still she's still getting paid really big numbers, and she is getting paid, and she could probably work whatever damn schedule she wants. So it's probably all in her court. She just they like never figured out what because they build all their faces the same way especially in the women's division except for becky because she just broke the mold somehow uh like they just don't know how to make a face that leans into who she was in ufc like when she was like talking shit about the kardashians and stuff and whatever in ufc like Where's that badass? Where did she That's go? That's what I'm talking about. But like they, yeah, they can't write for it, and she doesn't have the ability to be. I don't think she has the skill yet to be off script of any sort. Like I think she needs the guidance, and they don't know how to write for her. So if it takes her turning heel to dig into something more authentic, that's awesome. I just pray that it's her and Shayna Baszler. I've been wanting that for ever ever it's just the most obvious matchup and she's like pretty good in the ring when she's in there with someone who is as capable of her or is a ring general above her like what she can do in the ring is really impressive i always thought it's incredible that she could sell kind of at all considering that she was in some pretty like nasty real fights yeah yeah so um, i hope they figure it out with her wwe has a, a slew of women now they have a bucket full of women that they can pick from and put her in situations with with them, you know. I know Becky should be I mean, back soon. They? Hopefully, like they- uh, what's her name? Uh, Charlotte will be back soon as well because yeah, they need. Like- I'm sorry, but they need Charlotte. Okay, I agree. Charlotte's I a like- superstar, and they don't need Sasha. They don't need Trinity. They need Charlotte's a superstar. Becky has turned into a superstar, you know, in the last couple of years. She's proven that she is top draw for over a year and a half. Right. Man. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Like once she started coming out of her shell and like becoming who she is now. Oh yeah. Oh my God. For sure. Because She's the only baby face that felt like. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She she wasn't like an underdog fighting from underneath. (laughs) Bring back Nia Jax. No God. Everyone no. wants everyone to come. WWE fans all want every single retired and gone person since to... 1956 to come back. No. Bring back Naya. No, just the amount of no. Why we're moving you... along because because no, we move along to Santos Escobar explaining what's going on with Legato, and I love Santos Escobar and Legato so much. Uh, he explains that through business growth, mergers and acquisitions, uh, they've acquired Zelina Vega, which I think is an excellent way to acknowledge that Electra Lopez is no longer with the group without directly saying it. Zelina's promo of saying that she's been successful at everything she's ever done felt weird. Um, <laughs> but I liked her saying that their group doesn't have peers. That was fun. Santos calls them an unbreakable force. And that their legacy begins with destroying Hit Row. Uh, I don't like that that part is true. I feel like in good wrestling, you shouldn't have to destroy another team. But they've essentially done that with Hit Row. They looked like they were in line for tag contendership. And they are no longer looking that no. way. Yeah. Um, but I did like 
top dollar saying that how can they be head and shoulders above them when they don't even reach their shoulders? That made me laugh. <laughs> um, then BFAB kind of mysteriously says she's got an idea and then they walk off. So are you excited for Legato? I am. I love I Santos am. Escobar. Yeah. The yeah. best. You know, I feel like uh, that, that faction there, right? It kind of feels a lot like what maybe AEW was trying to do with with all the with um, Andrade and Andrade and them. They kind of saw it the, and polished it so it looks and sounds a lot better. Um, the way their version is, so Andrade would fit nicely. But again, like I don't know how long th- this group just looks better without Andrade. Just to be honest, I think because. Los Ingobernables has been, and La Facción, like, they've been in so many different places. Yeah. That I don't think people know how to carry over the legacy of what they've already done while still making it feel like it fits in their own ecosystem, where Legato, I think, was formed kind of perfectly. And Santos Escobar, to his credit, is just, my God, the full package in every way. But guys, get in your super chats and humper chats. We are coming down the home stretch. Matthew Plus saying subpoena Larry Punk. Look. <laughs> Wrestling Observer reported today. And we don't break other people's paywalls, but it's out there, so we're gonna say it. Larry was not questioned in the investigation at all. Oh damn it. The dog was never how can I call this a complete investigation if Correct. they didn't even talk to Larry? Come on. They got to figure something out because Larry and Punk uh, for Royal Rumble 2023 <laughs> versus Cody and oh my yeah. God, what's Cody's I question? hope you guys I hope you guys know that Punk will be in the 2023 Royal Rumble as a secret entrance. So along with Larry, he'll be leading the way. I think Larry will and Punk won't. That's what hot I'm take. I don't know. Money, <laughs> money, money talks, man. Money always does talk, but we will see. There's a long road there. So, uh, <laughs> but we get Ray Mysterio defeating Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, we get Ray doing the Eddie spot much better than his son has ever done anything to any careers. Uh, <laughs> Honor fought a fun match here. Kaiser trying for a sunset flip, but Ray rolling through and then hitting this picture perfect lion salt was just one of the best spots uh in the match like it's just unreal for ray's um injury and age list like that he still moves as well it's just absolutely bananas to me but uh we end this with kaiser trying a leg lace ddt ray gets out of it sets kaiser up for the 619 which he hits but then he goes to the top rope for a splash and gets the win this match was a whole heck of a lot of fun i think um ray's just unbelievable and i think kaiser is underrated because he's kind of playing second fiddle and now in a way third fiddle to gunther and i think giovanni vinci's like a little bit stronger in the ring with him but that's not a slight at all to to ludwig kaiser he's fantastic as well um it's kind of to me like ftr where i'm like i gravitate more toward dax but i also still love cash wheeler that's kind of how i feel in in line here but a really strong match and having imperium be a three-man dance just makes getting to gunther feel like a more daunting task in a lot of ways which i really really like what did you think of this match 
Yeah, you know, Ray Ray's not aging. Ray's not slowing down in the ring. He doesn't show it. And he works a style with with people that could match that intensity that he puts out. So he doesn't look like he slowed down one bit since he was 19 years old in WCW. So um loved it. Um I love the 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 fact that um they worked this match very physical by the way it looked or at least it looked very physical right and um without missing a single like hitch nothing like it looked like a perfect art right in front of your eyes and i loved i really appreciated the fact that uh the match was done the way it was done i i don't know i just love ray mysterio man and uh, and okay yes we all love eddie guerrero but god leave how many times does Michael Cole have to announce it on the table? <laughs> oh God! That's kind of the presentation at WWE, though. Like it's oh. a. It, we I think, own the rights to Eddie Guerrero. Don't forget that. So we're gonna mention his name. No, but it's second. like everything's so. Like Eddie earlier Guerrero. with spoon fed, like they're gonna mention it every time. Like you can't do the three amigos and not call out Eddie Guerrero, even though the more educated fans at home already know that right like they just always will forever call that spot out because that's just the the level of the the yeah. product but i love i love the chair stuff outside of the rain like don't get me wrong that stuff still pops me i love that he's still carrying that tradition on with you know like oh, oh yeah with a chair like all it's that, the best you know. that he does it it's oh, just when you watch God. it week over so week, good right correct that yeah and I mean, eventually we're going to get to the you're not my real dad crap with Dominic, which I'm not looking forward to. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to that either. Our go-home segment is something I'm also not looking forward to. This is the end of my time here. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. Logan Paul promo with, surprise, surprise, Jay Uso coming out and interrupting it. Uh, His delivery is actually pretty good. Uh, Ryan Bolding saying, I'm 80%, I'm 85% sure that if Vince was still in charge, Logan Paul would take the belt off Roman at Crown Jewel. I don't know if that's true, but I would be stunned if Logan Paul won. I would not be stunned if he won under the Vince regime. I'll put it, I'll put it that way, but thank yeah, you for the, I, the super chat. Yeah. Um, Basically, Logan Paul stole my tweet. He said that Solo has a bunch of friends, even though his name is Solo. I tweeted that last week, sucker. Okay? Get your own material. Stop stealing my tweets. Then he says, I don't hang around with a guy like Sami Zayn. Yeah, you wish. You wish you had a friend like Sami Zayn. You never will. Okay? He kind of did. Blessed to have a friend like Sami Zayn. You just have your dumb brother, Logan Paul. All right? But he says, this just all felt very generic to me. Uh, he he says that he just needs one lucky shot. Just one lucky shot against Roman Reigns and he's walking out champion. And in case it wasn't obvious enough that that's what the story was here. Jay comes out, attacks him. The camera work on this was actually pretty cool for a company whose camera work is usually not very good in my opinion. Um, <laughs> the framing of this was cool because you don't see Jay come in and attack. That's why I was so annoyed we knew he was going to do it already. I was like, that moment would have been awesome if it wasn't so telegraphed. But Jay comes in to beat his ass. Um, and then Sammy comes out because Sammy said, you know, Roman specifically said, we're not supposed to do this. 
Sammy rules. It's not what an honorary oos would do. It's not it's not very oosy in general. Very oosy. Um, but as they're leaving, Jay goes in for a hip attack and Logan Paul moves out of the way and of course clocks him. Because why wouldn't he? I think this means that Roman Reigns is going to kick Logan Paul's ass at Saudi Arabia. And I think that's a very good thing. I think it's a good message to send to the rest of the locker room that this guy doesn't get to get his shit over. Um, I, I could think only he's hope. Gonna, I, I sincerely hope so. I feel like that's an okay story to tell with him. It's also a very safe story to tell with someone who has only two matches under their belt. So that makes me happy. I just really wish they didn't tell us earlier in the episode that this was going to happen because I think that actually could have been a, a much cooler go home in that way. But, you know, it doesn't even pale in comparison to smart marketing stomped in the balls. So, you know, pick your poison, I guess. But what did you think of our go home segment here? And how are you feeling about the main event of this crown jewel pay-per-view? Oh God. You know, I, I personally don't like him, you know, uh, for many reasons that I can talk about later on, on some other show or whatever, <laughs> um, or go on my rants on Twitter, you know, about Mr. Paul, but you know, Oh, man. Uh, as far as WWE storyline goes, this is just a throwaway for me. So whatever. It is what it is. We all know the outcome. If this was the Vince regime, you would have seen a new WWE uh, Universal Champion uh, crown that crown jewel, to be completely honest. Uh, you know, uh, so other than that is a throwaway. I don't want to spend any time really talking about it. I think you know, and it's unfortunate because this isn't this isn't really making Roman. Roman is made. Roman is is a freaking god right now. Any freaking place he steps into, so this is not doing anything for him. And people that are Logan Paul fans are not watching wrestling, and you can tell because the numbers have not really moved. There's nothing showing that. Oh my God, Monday Night no. Raw has three point seven million more people because he's on there. His podcast does have like 4 million, whatever. But like, I also think if you're going to do it, doing this as a one-off in Saudi Arabia is the place to do it. I just wish it wasn't a foregone conclusion that of course, Logan Paul is going to get a title shot with his one in one record and one singles match under his belt situation. Like, I don't think he deserves it, but if you're going to do it, doing it at a pay-per-view where storylines don't really advance, I think is is the right call. But I'm with you. I don't feel like he should be in the spot for a variety of, of reasons not. in the, the personal realm. He fortunately slash unfortunately is a pretty good wrestler so far. So we'll see yeah. what, what the match brings. But I am way more interested in the things that are going on with the bloodline than the actual match taking place. But... Alex, that concludes our show, buddy. Your first right, show right. from Carolina. I'm so happy to be back here with you again today on another Friday night, Kate. It just it really warms my heart. Besides I'm watching glad. Mark getting his nuts stomped in. But you know, it's just <laughs> It's it, like your perfect Friday. It was, it was my it was the best. And it, and can I be honest with everyone here on the chat and you, it feels normal. Because this was a big move. It was very emotional for me. So this for me feels normal. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that we could provide that. I'm glad that we have such a cool group of people in our chat. We have such a wonderful community. And that it's regulated so well by Luis is awesome. Um, 
And yeah, we're looking forward to tomorrow. Tune into Graph City tomorrow. There's always great stuff going on with the Graph City boys in the morning. And then, of course, on at night, you'll have your Halloween Havoc review right here on the main channel. Back with me and Alex Pulowski, who you saw before, who was being rude, who was trying to get us to hurry up. But then <laughs> I played our final ad, and I got the last laugh. But he is probably doing sour graphs right now. I will hop in there as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll see you soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.